This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your reluctant host, Angie Furnot. With me, as always, is Raging Dinosaur, Chris Randazzo. Conchahawken! <laughs> Cookie Crunch, Karen Randazzo. Yum, 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 yum. And absent this evening is Banana Sans Pajamas, Evan Goldstein. Unfortunately, my fabulous <laughs> hubby is not feeling great, so I have taken, taken the burden, really, of leadership. Of, of <laughs> not host. feeling great he's uh. on the couch with holes in his mouth <laughs> evan went to the dentist do i need to say more guys <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to but we could all stand to hear more about evan's dental oh woes. my god okay listeners listen okay i'm gonna put did out he get there crowns i'm gonna put out there did he get no, did he he's have a cavities? Did he come down with a he's... case of gingivitis? Yeah, actually, I think it's akin to that. It's basically didn't go to the dentist for five fucking years. You're welcome. Here we go. They they numbed his face so hard that the side of his nose was like f- absent of feeling. And yeah, he's just a mess, you guys. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I actually feel really bad for him. But he's really cute. Like he's so he's just like I love you, and he's all pouty, and I'm like, you can't smile with half your face right now. <laughs> but yeah, so he's out of the game. He's out of commission because he sounds funny when he talks, and he's also in so much pain. I'm pretty sure he can't think straight, which would make it real hard to host this podcast right now because it required reading. Real hard or real fun? <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. I'm not going to drag him into this. Um, all right, so. This is episode number 217 for the week of October 24th. This is a new news week of television entertainment. So uh, we're bringing you television news in case you missed the last episode. Shame on you. Um, We've split our format. So we're doing twice a month. And our first episode of every month is the episode where we cover the uh, television show of our choosing. And then uh, this is the episode where we talk about news stuff. So if you don't care about television news, well, then... <laughs> Why are you here? Yeah, yeah fucking, man. You know what? Listen to us anyway, because we're awesome and you, we're just, we're the best. We're going to make you care about TV news. Yeah. We're going to talk about it so good, you're going to want to listen. Yeah. That's the tagline. Are you reassured on yet? on the back of the box. Are you into it? Have you stopped listening? It's okay. I forgive you, but please come back. Uh, Okay. So anyway, before we get into all this, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want us to watch. Also, tell us what kind of news you're reading and who was your favorite Care Bear. We always want to hear from you. So please, pretty please, write us some fucking email. Give us a reason to have it. Hey, thanks. 
Okay. Grumpy Bear, for sure. <laughs> I was all about that green one. Lucky was his name. I, I had, totally had Wasn't there a lion? On him. Yes, Proud Heart Lion. That was my, that's my jam. That's my bread and butter. I never had any of the Care Bears. I had the, like, Care Bear friend that was a, a lamb. Wait, what? What? They had Care Bear friends that were different animals. Uh, are you are you yanking my chain or is this real? No, I know you're a baby, but like before your time. No, no, no. I watched Care Bears when I was a kid. That's why it popped into my head. Guys, Care Bears care. Mm-hmm. So do Care Bear friends. I promise you it's a thing. Google it. I'm, I'm literally Googling right now. Okay, listeners, because... You need to know about this. It's very important. Because our top story is cartoons from the 1980s. <laughs> yes. I've come to the right place. Um, oh, my God. Did you know that they were actually, they were originally started on greeting cards? What, Care Bears? Yeah. yeah I had no idea. They were, they, oh, my God, 1983. But then they were turned into plush teddy bears, which eventually led to the creation of their television show. You know, thank you, artist Elena Kucherik, whose name I probably just butchered, because you made something beautiful, and this is why all artists matter. Please respect us and love us and buy our stuff. Thanks. She's actually awesome, because recently somebody made a um, Care Bears, like, fan art, but it had all, like, one of them had the pride flag on their tummy, one had the Black Lives Matter fist, all, like, different symbols like that. Yeah. And, um... They were like, I don't know if this is okay with the original artist. And she was like, or wait, maybe it was her. Maybe it was her that created it. I don't remember how the story goes, but there's there's social justice care bears out there. And they are um, original artist approved. That's precious. Aww. I mean, I kind of feel like that's not really a stretch for the Care Bears, right? I mean, well, exactly. Their whole thing was caring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was somewhere in there, somebody was like, I don't know if the original artist was okay with this. And she's like, Are you kidding me? This is the Care Bear. Like, yeah, this is us. <laughs> what What did you think the Care Bears was about? If like, What kind of person would I be if I was into the Care Bears, but not into actually caring about people? Right. And, and that's. I don't know, half of America right now. <laughs> oh, right. Catholicism. Silly no, me. No, wait, let's not go there. No, it gets so dark. Oh, man. Okay, wait, I'm going to tell you guys a real life story that happened to me today. Total, total tangent, because this is this is the world that we live in. And also, if I suddenly disappear and you never see me again, this is definitely why. So I went for a run this afternoon at a time I never usually run at, because that's just what my schedule called for. And as I'm running... I'm going down the street where there's like a decent amount of space, no, of course, no sidewalk, but a decent amount of space between like the houses and the edge of the property where the shoulder is for the road, which is like, you know, six inches wide. Um, and so I'm like running down the street and I go down, I've like crossed this one little corner and there's a school bus of kids that had just unloaded. So I'm already having a mild panic attack because there's a fucking school bus of kids that just unloaded. <sighs> Okay, so after panicking a lot about getting COVID because I'm running near a school bus full of German-fested children, um, I, like, see this little girl sitting on the corner of the road and not, like, like all these cars are driving by and they're, like, kind of going fast and it's a kind of busy road and then there's, like, cars that are trying to turn out onto this road and, like, there's just no adult. And so I, I, I basically got from 
you know, there's a across the street. So from the corner she was standing on to the next corner. And then I just stopped and turned around and I was like, I can't do this. I can't just leave this kid unattended. I don't understand. She's either going to get hit by a fucking car or she's going to get abducted because I listen to too much true crime podcasts. Okay. Or too many. Excuse me. So I, I walk back up to her and I'm like, I like from like 10 feet away, not even six because I wasn't even comfortable Uh, I'm like, do you have an adult coming to get you right now? And she was like, yeah, I'm calling my mom. And I was like, okay, you need to call her now. I'm going to stand over here away from you, but I want to make sure that you have an adult present before I walk away. And she's like, uh, okay. Mind you, she's like eight. So I'm sure she's now terrified of this like weirdly panting, sweaty person who has just approached her and has no reason to do so. And then I'm like standing there awkwardly looking at her for a full minute and a half at least while she's like waving her cell phone around. And I'm pretty sure it's because she was on video chat and her mom thought I was trying to abduct her. But I couldn't tell she was actually on the phone with an adult. So then finally the traffic slows down. All the cars actually clear out. And then she like runs across the street all of a sudden. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I hear her on the phone and the person that she's talking to, she must be on video chat because there's like a yellow house across the street and she's like yes the yellow house go toward that so i'm over here like and i'm like are you are you on the phone with your mom and then i'm like she's ignoring me is she running from me now oh my god i'm just gonna turn around and run away so then i like literally just turned around and ran away and i was like did i just do a good thing or a bad thing and this is like the world that we live in now where I am actually questioning this because I wanted to protect a child that now I look like a fucking like predator. So cool. Well, you certainly did a thing. I did a thing. <laughs> so I came home and told Evan about it and he was like, yeah, um, you, you, you were, cool why story. do you feel bad? You were trying to look out for a child, a, an unattended child. And I was like, I don't know. Isn't this what cops are for? Fuck. Anyway. So that's my so, story. I used to live with this guy named Jed, and uh, he was like, he got really into running for a while there, but he wouldn't wear exercise clothes. He would just go running in whatever he was wearing at the time. That's weird. Which was a terrible idea, because, you know, he'd just be super sweaty and look all weird. <laughs> so he'd, he'd run during, down these, like, just back roads and whatnot in, in Cologne, where the cops were bored out of their minds. So they'd, like, ro- roll up to him, and, and one day he was running, and, like, this cop rolled up and was like, hey... Uh, what are you running away from? And Jed was like, fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cop, I'm pretty sure the rest of the story was the cop laughed and then left him alone. But <laughs> Jed would always come back from like going for a run and being harassed by cops. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know what? Get some exercise clothes. Right? <laughs> just throwing that out there. Maybe just look the part a little bit. Like, I definitely looked the part. Like, there was nothing... I feel like there should have been nothing about me that said, this person's gonna, like, snatch this child off like, the Like, you didn't have a van, no. you know? <laughs> you weren't, like, holding out a giant lollipop. No, I mean, I you could... You were I was... probably wearing your shirt that said, I eat children, and I think that <sighs> might have been what gave you away. You no, know, I uh... should have been wearing that one. I'm now disappointed. Damn it. Listeners, I need that shirt. Make it happen. Uh, yeah, this is... <laughs> this is going well. Love you. Yeah, so this is <laughs> this is a thing. But yeah, I've dwelled upon this. And I felt though, as though, uh, listeners, I want to know, know your thoughts on this experience. Did I do the wrong thing here? I'm questioning everything. <laughs> Should I just push her in front of a car? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. No. Uh, Evan, take that out. <clears throat> okay. 
So, news, anyhow, before I end up in it, um, the most important news. <laughs> are we going to talk about what we watched at all, or are we saving that for... Oh, that's a good that that's time. a good question. I think I'm deliberately avoiding that because I promised Karen that I would watch the rest of Zoe <laughs> and I have not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I really underestimated how quickly 2 weeks goes by and I also underestimated how much work I was going to have to do because I've been working like 15-hour days. Um so yeah, it's up to you guys. I, f- I forgive you. Um I we haven't gotten into a lot that's will be worth talking about until uh the next episode. There was one thing that um is timely, uh which was the West Ring reunion on yeah. uh HBO Max. That's pretty sweet. Oh. Um it was very cool. Uh I Chris didn't know that ahead of time that it was going to be a, a reenactment of an an existing episode. He thought it was going to be new stuff, but it mm. was not. Uh, it was an episode about a presidential primary, so uh, oh. it was, you know, topical. Mm. Um, and it was performed on a stage, like in a theater. Oh. Okay. So they did some really cool things with the staging, like, <coughs> you know, and Sorkin is famous for his, like, you know, scenes where people are walking down halls and talking to each other, and they, they managed to bring that across in, in a really cool ways. And uh, they had, like, you know, at the commercial breaks, they'd have some of the cast talk about, you know, voting and why it's important and things you should know. And that stuff was all written by, it was very Aaron Sorkin, like, you could hear his style coming out of their mouths. So that was, that was very interesting. But it was a cool thing to watch. I don't, I doubt the impact that the thing had because, you know, they're... There was a segment where they addressed young voters and another segment where they addressed black voters and uh, neither one of which I think are people who are watching this reunion of a 20 year old show. I was just going to say on a subscribe on a streaming service you have to like pay extra for. Yeah. Do you think there's actually anyone in the audience that was like that they were addressing from young or and or black voting populations that that watched the show to, i mean if you're young you probably i'm not didn't gonna watch it. say no one but but uh, i think it's less like i don't know it sounds to me like it would be a very low number I, but i i'm who am i, I feel I? like the majority of people who are wa- who were watching were old liberals like us mm. who were already gonna vote and already know why it's important but we were happy to see the whole thing back together and there's one uh, main cast member who had passed away since um since the show uh, ended which was john spencer who played uh, chief of staff leo mcgarry they replaced him with sterling k brown from a little tv show called the emmys as they introduced him because <laughs> he's won a lot of emmys uh and he was fantastic he made a great you know they'll they'll never be another john spencer but he made it his own he did a good job so was he was he actually playing the role of the character though like mm-hmm. that character oh, yeah okay okay yeah he did the lines and everything very differently than leo's mm-hmm. he just has a completely different presence than leo ever did he's also considerably younger than uh john spencer was when he played leo mccary on the show so it was it was weird it was very good because sterling k brown is really good mm-hmm. uh but it was I, f- I found it very bizarre because he's like that's supposed to be an old white dude <laughs> and then like those lines I, I can hear 
Leo is saying them, but like he's Sterling K. Brown's delivering them as he would deliver them. Like he didn't mm-hmm. try to do a Leo impersonation; he made it his own, and it was super cool. It was just super weird. Yeah. And uh, do you uh, do you guys still feel that it is a bad time to watch the show, The West Wing, as a as a new person? I think I gotta wait a couple more weeks and see how this thing goes. That's yeah. fair. That's it's fair. Still... If, if it if it goes horribly awry, I'm not gonna be able to watch West Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not for a long time, if ever. On the other hand, if things go well, I think watching The West Wing will keep me alive for the next three months. Also, yeah, fair. it's a, okay. it's 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 such a good show. It's I mean, I'm, I know some people absolutely despise Sorkin stuff. Um, I'm just not one of those people. I I love. I love listening to his ridiculous dialogue and the way he reuses the same episodes on every single one of his shows. And <laughs> I I I. I can't get enough of it so i am I'm, I'm totally down for a rewatch of west wing if it comes to that in this household okay so any other any other watches on your end i do have a, a slight television update so that'll be fun yeah you go for it okay um i am continuing to watch slowly but surely um lovecraft country i did mm. i i finished that second episode and um i think i even Oh, I think I got into the third one. I don't know. It's, the problem is that I do everything with television in the background, so I'm not always sure when an episode ends and another one begins. But I can tell you that um, the direction that it's gone in has been very interesting in a very short span of time. And I think that I'm not sure. I'm still not sure if I think it's a good show. Like, <laughs> I, it's interesting to me about you know, from a critical standpoint of, you know, is this actually going to catch people's interest if I try to recommend it? A lot of people really love this show, but I'm just looking at it and I'm like, there are aspects of this that I, I don't know if I could still convince anybody to watch it yet. Like, I think I need to go a little further. And I like the fact that I'm taking my time because it's forcing me to like actually think about it in between episodes and process the information that I've gotten before I go into the next episode. Um, I personally do like what's going on. I like what's happened, but I, I, because I don't know where it's going at this point, I'm like, did they move too fast in this part of the story? Have they filled enough blanks in? Like, I, it, I don't know because I literally have no idea what's coming next. So mm-hmm. at this moment in time, I do find it very interesting. And I think the second episode kind of turned it around and redeemed itself from the first episode, but clearly not enough to change Evan's mind. So who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, well, I had some fun. Uh, I was, uh, well, just last night, actually, we got to the Avatar one episodes of Legend of Korra, which I I was, I was really, really happy to see them again because I I think those episodes are fascinating. I love Mm -hmm. the, the art change. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. Steven Young does an amazing job as Avatar one and I just, you know, I love it. Uh, and I was curious what the kids were going to make of it, and they seemed to really dig it, so that was that was cool. Uh, I'm not sure what Karen thought of it, though. I thought it was really cool, too. I was like, oh, cool, he's inventing bending. Oh, look, he's, like, got more than one element. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a really interesting, um, I guess, parallel of, you know, human history and how, you know, centuries ago we were isolated on different continents and mm-hmm. didn't know that other continents of other kinds of people were out there and now we're 
I wouldn't say exactly like things are in, in, in Cora, but, you know, the world is interconnected and everybody is, you know, communicates and knows about everybody else that is around. Yeah. So that's neat. And yeah. the whole mythology of the show was cool to learn about. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, the, the, the kids liked it enough to, to do two of them. And, like... That's kind of, I can almost never tell when we're watching it, like, are they going to want to do another one? And then I, I looked over at John, I was like, do you guys want to do another one? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay, cool. So he's, so he's following it, and he's, he, he's, he's into this. That's, that's good. Always, always reassuring to, to know that he's into it. I'm so proud. Aw, that makes me <laughs> very happy. Yeah, and it's like, it's... It's fun. I, I love all the nods to Avatar in that, like, all the, the history of the franchise like the bit where he's doing learning the uh the the firebending with the dragon spirit like mm -hmm. it's just this like quick scene where he's doing all these poses like ah it's the stuff zuko and ang learned at the end of the of yes. avatar that's such a cool little thing yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's awesome oh that makes uh, me so, so happy so, so that was great and we're gonna get back to finishing off season two which you know i, I think season two ends better than it starts so we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun there and let me continue to get on to the rest of it. But I also had a bout with, um, I couldn't sleep, uh, last week and I wound up watching some mystery science theater. Nice. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm never, uh, I'm always happy to say that, uh, cave dwellers is just such a magnificent episode of that show. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest with you. I never got into it. I couldn't do it. I, I was introduced to Riff Tracks before I really was introduced to MST3K and um, I just I don't know I couldn't I just couldn't do it sorry <laughs> did you in, so are you saying you enjoyed Riff Tracks but you yes. didn't enjoy MST yes oh, I think okay. it's the I, part of it is like when the new TV show had come out too when they were doing like the revamping mm -hmm. of it and I tried to watch that I was like all the only time I've ever actually seen MST3K was when there was actually there was like it was just the the puppets in the theater, you know, and they're just commenting, and that's all I remember. I don't even know if I've ever seen a full film. Yeah, there's always been host segments. Yeah, and I don't remember anything outside of that, so I don't know if it's just because I was young and I blocked it out, or I just didn't remember or whatever. But yeah, I tried to watch the newer stuff, and I was like, nope, can't do it. I just like having the commentary, and so. Uh, my favorite riff tracks will forever be the uh, Twilight, the first Twilight oh. movie. <laughs> That's such a good one. I that made me laugh so hard I almost peed my pants. Line, line, oh, line. Oh god, the ladies. For like so three good. years, no joke, oh. we would use that line every time we went in and out of our apartment. Like, like there were multiples of like, and we just kept introducing it to uh, like other people in our lives. So like, literally, as long as I had roommates, we would just ladies, and then every now and then we would just have a moment where it was like, turn and look at each other, bam, 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 as they run up the woods. Oh my god! And into the trees, I can't. I just can't. Just everything about it. There's a I I would direct you towards some of the older episodes of MST3K cuz um if you were just watching the return it definitely was it got off to a little bit of a rocky start and it it had it had a unique flavor to it but um the uh 
some of the, some of the older stuff is especially when you once you get to the actual riffing in the movies is magnificent. Most of the host segments, especially after um, after the Mads left, uh, Trace and Frank left the show, and it became a uh, Mary Jo Peel and whatnot with a. Uh, uh, Pearl Forrester and the Professor Bobo and Brain Guy. I didn't really enjoy the host segments nearly as much, uh, but the riffing was still really good. So mm. you know, watching the movies is great. But I would definitely direct you towards some of these. I mean, Cave Dwellers is Cave Dwellers is this awful, awful movie with one some of my favorite jokes of all time because it stars a it stars a character uh, an actor named Miles O'Keefe. And, uh, <laughs> That's the one as, I was wondering if you were talking about. <laughs> as his name shows up on the on the screen when they're doing the opening credits, like how much how much Keefe is in this movie anyway? Well, Miles O'Keefe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's just spectacular. This whole movie is oh, it's so so awful. It's like this caveman dude who's like invents a hang glider, and there's like. They they point out all these things at the very end because they're like super angry at the mad scientist for sending a movie this bad. Where like you, you can see tire tracks in the background, or he's forgetting the fact that he invented this hang glider. He's clearly doing it over a modern city. Like it is such a bad movie, and it's <laughs> it's it's a really really funny one. It's a really good one for falling asleep because it's one of those like really boring old movies. Oh god, it's it's a masterpiece. But yeah, I, I I would recommend if you if you liked, obviously you liked Rift Tracks of uh, of Twilight because it was it was magnificent. It's a it's a masterpiece. Yes. Uh, but you can also sit through crappy movies because Twilight yes. is a really bad movie. I, I was not prepared for that, by the way. Like I had never seen Twilight before watching it in Rift Tracks, and I always assumed it was bad. I never assumed that it was as bad as some of the crap they watched on Mystery Science Theater. Like that movie was dreadful. Yeah, it but, was awful. It was god awful. And I went to yeah. see it in theaters and I almost got kicked out of the movie theater because after watching the first one and being furious at how bad it sucked, because um, I had actually expected, like, I, I read all four books. I am slightly ashamed of it, but I did it. And then I was like, you know what? I think the first movie is going to be good. I'm, I've, I have high hopes for this. I'm really excited to see how this is interpreted, blah, 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 blah. And then it happened, and I was like, oh, nope, nope, everything is awful. So by the time it got to the second and third movies, I was, like, laughing out loud in the theater to the point where they were like, you're going to have to leave if you don't shut up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just, oh, the, God, they are just terrible, terrible films. But Well, Mystery Science Theater is my go-to as far as, like, I can't sleep, so I'm going to try and watch something to put me to sleep and really old old movies tend to put me to sleep pretty mm-hmm. well and old mystery science theaters especially the first first couple of seasons with joel are far and away my favorite and uh the, 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 it 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 helped it didn't do the trick i was having a, a lot of coughing fits that night which was weird and sad and disturbing but uh mm. you know mystery science theater is a wonderful tv show and, and you should watch it I, I'll, I'll throw a couple episodes in your general direction for you to check out on the uh, the old plex server and Give them a try. Mm. See see if they see if they do you any better. But just make sure you get through the host segments and get to the point where they're making fun of it. Because one of the things that Rift Tracks definitely misses is some of the visual gags that they used to get into. Yeah. Because like there will be lots of bits where the the shadows in front of the front of the screen will just start interacting with the movie. They'll be like, 
like poking, you know, picking someone's nose, or for example, in uh, in Cave Dwellers, Miles O'Keefe is this like super buff dude, so like he'll be standing there, and Joel will stand up and start rubbing his chest, and be like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that actually sounds pretty good. All right. It, it's fantastic. Well, thanks for the suggestion. No problem. Shall we read some news? Why don't we take ourselves a quick break and then that we'll 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 take ourselves a quick break and when we come back we'll we'll cover uh, cover all sorts of news things and stuff and whatnot okay. at the same time. I think that's a brilliant idea. All right, listeners, stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. Okay, and we're back. Hope you enjoyed our fabulous commercials and it didn't take too much time away and you are ready for some fascinating and wonderful news conversations because that is what we bring you here. So... We're going to jump right into this. I can't wait any longer. I need to say it. It's our first bit of news. Also, I'm not going to cry. You're crying. Okay. Supernatural star Jensen Ackles reveals incredible prop he will take home from the set. This news via Digital Spy. I already knew it. I already knew it. I didn't even have to read the article, but I knew it. And also, by the way, thank you, but also fuck you, Digital Spy, because they put a trailer for the final episodes like at the top of this article and the the thumbnail image or the like still image is is dean like all teary-eyed and uh, when dean cries i cry so it just it's fucking with my emotions but guys guys yeah he's taking home baby he already has her ah i can't I saw a, uh, a post recently um, that he he had he and his wife were sitting in the car and like doing a you know Instagram video or something like that, and they were they were video chatting with somebody else from the cast, probably Misha, and or Misha and Jared, I would guess, because there were two other um, voices, and they were like, "Make out with your wife in the car, yeah, we yes. want to see it." Chris and like, and baby. so he just grabbed her and started kissing her in the back of the car and I'm like ah oh my god <laughs> so yeah they already have she already he already has the car I'm so jelly and in love and also so happy for him because really like I know what this oh well I don't know what this role I can imagine what this role has meant to both to actually everybody everybody involved in this cast what these roles have meant what the show has meant 
but also like literally baby had her own episode she's had two off the top of my head episodes that i can think of that were like almost entirely about her mm-hmm. and that is like absolutely freaking incredible uh that they managed to make a car such an important part of the show that it is like become its own character question for you yes uh where are you waiting for all the final episodes to finish airing before you watch the final season um i (sighs) or are you just never gonna finish it because that's how you are i that is how i am it's true but i have always been a supernatural fan and when i knew that it like originally when it was supposed to end season five season six um like season five used to be from what i understand it was originally supposed to be the end of the show but the show was so popular and they were having so much fun that they were like now let's keep going um and so because of that like it did but i was ready like i went into it knowing like okay this is gonna end i've really really loved this i had done like i'd watched the first like four or five seasons like (sighs) at least three times by that point like i was ready and i'm ready now to say goodbye to this show like i'm ready to see them move on it's been 15 years like 15 seasons it's been more than that actually in years i think in total now especially with covid um so i am gonna watch it and i'm going to i know that the episodes are starting to come out again Mm -hmm. so i I saw the first new one that came out and i i missed the one after that so okay i mean i didn't miss it i haven't watched it yet Um, I think that I'm actually ready to start catching up on this. Um, The biggest issue I've actually had is not whether or not I want to watch any of it. It's really been, I have, I've literally just been working so much. I haven't had a lot of time for TV. Um, Well, I'm glad you have that much work. (laughs) Thank you. I do it to myself. It's, it's all stuff I'm setting up to try and like, you know, be successful and make money. So hopefully I will. Um, do you want to hear a quick funny story about the time i thought supernatural was ending oh god yes (laughs) (laughs) i remember this so i guess it was around season uh 10 yeah somewhere somewhere in the in the area of season 10 uh friends had been bothering me for years to get into the show and Mm -hmm. i was like all right there just came a point at one point where i was like all right fine i'll start watching it and i started watching it and wondering why the hell i had never watched it before like what a kind of idiot am i uh because i loved it immediately Mm. so i caught i binged all whatever nine seasons that were happening and caught up to the current season and then i watch watching the uh, season 10 as it airs and I somehow got it into my head that, like, my friend that wanted me to watch the show wanted me to watch it because they wanted me to see how it was going to end and that this year was the last season. And so we got up to the season finale of season 10. And, like, you know, right before it came on, I posted on Facebook, like, well, I guess it's time to say goodbye to the Winchesters. And everybody on Facebook was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I thought this was the last season. No, you idiot. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'm glad there's more because I like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> some kind of friggin' moron. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what was wrong with me, but were you, were you like actually emotional about it too? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't Aww. like, not like I am gonna be that now when it actually ends, but because I don't know, I just mainlined it so quickly. It wasn't like I had loved it for years and years. Mm-hmm. 
It was just like I literally watched all nine seasons within the space of a couple months. Yeah, Jesus. And I was like, I really like this show. It's too bad it's going to be over. Well, I guess it's not going to be over. Okay, good. But now, five years later after that, I have loved it for a great many number of years. And I yeah. am going to be very sad. Well, I just... So let's talk about something else. Okay. All right. Well, one more bit of Supernatural news. I'm going to lump these two together because they are connected, you know, cool. ish. Um, I don't even know who put this in chat. I'm sorry. Uh, it was me. Yes. Of course, I should have known. Um, the Hollywood Reporter uh, saying Jensen Daniel Ackles Inc. overall deal at Warner Brothers TV. I don't know how much you've read about this, but uh, I Chaos skimmed Machine? the article. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, from what I'm seeing, basically, uh, <clears throat> Chaos Machine is this production. Uh, Chaos Machine Productions is the name of the company that um, Jensen and Daniel have formed. They just need to, like, <sighs> Jensen. I'm here. I'm waiting for you. I could be better than her. I promise. They're just too amazing. They're so successful. But anywho. Uh, yeah, so it looks like they have actually... They're working... They're continuing to work with Warner Brothers or, and the CW. Um, so I'm trying to figure out... Like It, it's, it just says uh, it will have the company develop TV programming for all platforms. Um, and that they have uh tapped uh renee rafe reef uh as their head of development to seek oversee creative affairs um so i'm not a hundred percent sure of what they're doing with this other than that they are planning to to be i guess content creators now for warner brothers Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. <coughs> I mean, it just says it just says that they are going to be producers under the mentorship and guidance of Peter Roth and the whole WBTV team. Um, but I, I'm not really like, I mean, I know Jensen has gotten into directing. Mm -hmm. So I know that like this is something that he that kind of makes sense as a natural path for him. I don't really know what Daniil's role in this is going to be. Um but I think it's really cool that she is like, I just love, I love seeing when like they do stuff together, you know, that family unit. I like seeing just couples who, who continue to create together, especially in the arts. So this is really cool. So I don't know what it's really going to mean or where it's going, but I'm excited. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Chris has nothing to say about well, What about Eccles? Scarecrow's brain? Listen, <laughs> just, just look at him. He's so beautiful. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm glad you're here to say these things because I'm not comfortable saying them. <laughs> Why? In this in this company. Um, no, Evan knows. Okay, Look. I know Chris knows, but he's right here. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna argue with you. Oh, right, yeah, but I'm no. also not gonna make you feel bad by going on and on about another guy. I, I'm just <laughs> it's never gonna... stopped you in talking about Chris Evans. Doesn't bother me there. <laughs> I don't. Listen, I talk about him way more when you're not around than when you are. <laughs> Look, I you don't see my, you That dude is a specimen. You won't get any complaints from me. Okay. These are beautiful men. I agree. I don't disagree. <laughs> Just trying to respect your feelings, dear. Ah, I don't have feelings. Look, we both, look, it's just the, f they're famous people and we like to over-exaggerate our, our swooning. That's really, it's, that's all it is. 
I'm trying to play this up because I honestly like and genuinely really don't care about celebrities most of the time because like there's no point. I'm I I am an insignificant insignificant fly on the wall. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anywho, <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> well, it's just that's always been my thing. I usually don't follow any celebrity news gossip or whatever because like celebrities are in their own echelon of people. They don't interact with common folk unless it's like a paid interaction at a convention and most of the time it's just like, "Cool, I'm a huge fan of you." And then they're like, "Hey, thanks, bye." Like it's I very much value like like having conversations or creating relationships or having interactions with people that are meaningful in some aspect. Like Evan has joked that I'm that person who like makes friends with someone on a trip to the bathroom. And it's true. I just like I I am that kind of person. So like it, it always feels like when it comes to celebrities and those kinds of relationships, they're so superficial to me that. You know, it's I will always love and appreciate what the actors that I admire do um for me for entertainment of course but like the reality is like i'm just i'm just a fan like i'm just one of several million fans you know yeah but at the end of the day that that actors where their craft means something to you so if you have the opportunity to thank them even if it i'm sure it brightens up their day but it also is something that you'll hold on to forever like i met uh james marsters once at at a con right and he's over there signing all kinds of stuff as Spike. And I went up to him and I said, you were the only good thing about Dragon Ball Evolution. And he was like, it made his day. He was like, thank you. I That movie was bad. And I tried really hard Aww. to make it not bad. And I like I tried really hard to be Piccolo. And he, like, he was, you could tell that dude, it meant a lot to him to hear me say that. And that's a cool story that I have. Or like uh, one time I was at a con and Jewel State was there. And, like, I love Firefly. Yeah. I think Jewel State was phenomenal. And, like, I was like, I'm sorry. I don't have any money to, like, pay for an autograph. I just wanted to come up and say hi, and I think you're awesome. She's like, thank you. That was very sweet. And then I moved on. That, that was it. And so, I, I, I look, know. I that, met. That stuff's cool. I met Summer Glau. And I literally, I didn't, I, the ways in which I admire her, I could not verbally express without feeling so awkward and uncomfortable. And I just remember, like, walking up to her at the convention and being like, I don't have anything else to talk about. So I'm just going to tell you, I love you every time I see you on screen and I admire you and think you're amazing. Also, please start aging. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's just incredible. I really think she's incredible. Um, But I felt so, so awkward. And then I met Patrick Wilson, uh, who, if anyone doesn't know who that is. Oh, Summer Glau, by the way, she is, um, she was on Firefly. That's where I knew her from originally. Uh, but she's also in like she tons of other Terminator. stuff. She was in the Terminator TV show. She was she made an appearance on Arrow. Um, I don't know. I've seen oh, her. Jesus, I forgot she was on Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that <laughs> back when I still watched. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like I've I've seen her like all over the place. But um, pretty much, I met her, and then I met Patrick Wilson, and that experience that you're talking about, I met. Uh, I met him at a signing at a at a comic shop actually um in New Jersey Eastside Mags he he was there in town and like there was this I was I just happened to know the owner and I I had come in to drop something off for him and he was like oh hey do you want to say hi really quick and I was like uh, I guess so I just like walked up to him and I was like hey man I just wanted to say I really loved you in Phantom of the Opera and he was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I 
never hear that. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's, I just, I really loved you in that. And he was like, thank you very much. And I was like, yeah, I just, I love your everything. And then I was like, wow, I'm super awkward. Bye. Like, cause I, I just thought he was great. And he, he just looked so charming when he was sitting there. And then I was like, I just, I can't not be stupid and awkward because like, it's not normal. It's so staged. Ugh. Well, just because you're you're awkward doesn't mean it's not positive interaction for the other person. And I promise you, you will never look more stupid in front of a celebrity than me meeting Brian O'Halloran last year. <laughs> Tell me. When I was shit-faced <laughs> and just being like, you're the dude. I love you. You were so funny in that thing. Oh, my God. I'm drunk. It's my birthday. And he was like, hey, you want to take a picture? awesome and then we took a picture and then i walked off and he probably laughed his ass off at some silly drunk girl but so there you go if you ever feel awkward around a celebrity just you know think of me making an ass of myself to brian o'halloran that's pretty fucking amazing actually (laughs) i love it i appreciate it thank you okay listeners sorry for us sharing our weird awkward uh interactions celebrity encounters yeah hope hope you enjoyed that um sorry not sorry i enjoyed it so okay moving on um venture brothers which holy shit i did not realize it's still on um (laughs) it's because they take like eight years between seasons yeah they said that it takes an average of like what two to three years in between seasons fans would have to wait so they are ending after seven seasons and i was like but the show's been on for like 20 years Um, right there's myspace references in the first season for crying out loud yeah, guys, it's been on for 17 years. Uh, this is a Variety article, by the way. Uh, yeah, so 17 years of, of existence. And it was one of the first Adult Swim uh, productions, I guess is the word I'm trying to use here. Oh, my God, my brain. Um, yeah, man, they, they, uh, they're they gone. They're going away. And I, Yeah, I, he's going to find a new home for them, and it's not going to... If they find a new home for Venture Brothers... It's not going to be, it, it wouldn't have been a shorter wait or a longer wait between seasons as is. Yeah. I would love for that show to get an ending, and I'm sure it will in so, someday in some way, shape, or form. I just, it, it'll happen. This this one doesn't concern me all that much, just because, you know, what the hell, man? <laughs> we wait so long between seasons, it's ridiculous anyway. Yeah. But man, that show is one of my favorite shows. It's so freaking <laughs> it's so good. good. Go Team Venture! <laughs> I did not expect to like that show as much as I did. And then I started watching it and I was like, oh my God, this is a diamond in the rough. Like it's outstanding. It really is. Um, yeah, I, but I've, I've never actually, I don't think I've seen all seven. Well, nope, definitely not because the newest season is season seven. I haven't seen all of the seasons. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I have so much time now. So you know, I'll give it a watch. I'll give it a full watch through eventually, like everything else that I need to catch up on in my life. Yeah, I've been meaning to do a rewatch on that show as well. Uh, I think I've I've seen the last season. That's the other problem with it taking so long between seasons is that sometimes I don't remember if I lost a season somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> so I could see why it would have struggled to keep going, honestly, because of that, uh, especially with our ever shortening attention spans as Americans. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I still thought it was it it was a little bit 
I guess sad for me just to see that the content's not continuing to be created for the people who are really big fans. But like you said, it looks like it's probably going to find a new home and it'll be fine. Yeah, or or it'll get revived on Adult Swim like six years from now and it'll be like, hey, remember Red Your Brothers? It's back. We uncanceled it. It was, it's a revival now. It's like, no, it's I mean, it's basically this is just how it goes with Venture Brothers. So yeah. sure, if you want to call it a revival of the dream. but uh, Yes. Um, next piece of news is... Uh, is anyone still watching Walking Dead? Not us. I haven't watched that show since b- before Negan. So I feel like that was like ages ago. Well, um, I think that really goes to... We've talked a lot about that show's dwindling ratings on, on, on our show before. Cause, yeah. Uh, I, I, I take great pleasure in that show uh, kind of tanking a little bit because I thought that it started doing some things that were genuinely insulting to its audience and uh, obviously there was all sorts of like wacky stuff with it not treating its creators all that well and Hmm. uh, I loved the potential of that show and man we were watching I was really enjoying it until we weren't until they just started doing all these really cheap insulting fake outs and it was like all right stop it you've you've lost it it's not it's not fun anymore yeah and yeah, I, I spoiler alert when they when they hint when they made us think they killed Glenn and then they didn't kill Glenn and then like they turned around and killed Glenn. Yeah. That was it. It's I'm like, done. well you took a lot of the you really took a lot of the juice out of that tank. Like we've already been through this, huh? Now he's dead again. Oh no, they killed Abraham. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, well I had <laughs> a hard time. Takes Abraham with the bat it was like meh. <laughs> I had a hard time from the beginning with the show because um this was at a time when I thought it was going to be like more close to the comic book content. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't understand changes that they were making in the show, like as compared to the comic. Um, I had, I had the trades. I used to collect the trades and I, I kind of uh, fell off of it after the prison. So, um, you know, they got to that point in the show, and then I was just like, all right, well, I don't know where this goes from here, but it, fuck all, because it didn't really follow the comic anyway. Um, and then it I kind of liked that, because it was like, all right, so we're not even going to pretend we're following the comic. It's just like getting an alternate universe version of the of the comic. Yeah, all right, that's, that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that's, that's the point that I had gotten to, where I was just like, okay, well, this is what it is now. Uh, you know, it's not the same, but like, I'm, I'm starting to appreciate it for its differences, but then it, it just like rolled back around to the fact that like, sometimes things took for fucking ever to happen. Sometimes they happened too fast. Then there was like yanking people's chains. And, you know, I was to the point where I was like, Oh, I haven't really watched this in a while. Let me just like check and see what's been going on. And then I heard about the Glenn thing and I was like, no, I'm done. I'm fucking done. So I think yeah. that was, yeah, that was about the time that I I was like over it. <laughs> so too. this is actually good news. Yeah. So, I mean, sorry to those of you who have stuck it out and that are still enjoying Walking Dead. I mean, <laughs> power to you. I just, uh, you know. I hear there are characters on there now that people are like, I want to spin off of these two. And I'm like, okay, good for you. Like, yeah. I'm glad it's still working for you that there there's something there for you. And for those of you who didn't know, there are, I'm sure you did. If you're a Walking Dead fan, um you're probably about as loyal to this as I am to Supernatural because, you know, if you stuck it out this far, you've been through some rough patches. Um, but the 
there are spinoffs coming. Uh, supposedly, they are still doing the Norman Reedus, Melissa McBride spinoff, which is uh, featuring, if you don't know who those characters are, Daryl Dixon and Carol, uh, whose last name I never... Pel- Pelletier? Pel- Pelletier? I don't know. Um, whatever. Carol. Yeah, Daryl whatever. Carol. Car- yeah, Daryl Carol spinoff. There you go. Uh, and they're going to continue the Tales from the Walking Dead, which... They said there will also be a Tales from the Walking Dead anthology series, but I thought they had already started one, like, years ago, at least... That was Fear the Walking Dead, right? Uh, was that what it was? Oh, fuck if I know. Um, (laughs) yeah. I tried, guys. I really tried. I was like, listen, I'm never really tired of zombies. I love the Telltale versions of this, like, let's go. And then I was like, nope, I'm stopping. Thanks, bye. So, Yeah. Uh, moving on, Unilad news. Um, this is just sad because as I read this article, I learned more about this actress, but, um, Dame Diana Riggs died at age 82. She was known as the, uh, Game of Thrones actress. Well, she's best known for being Lady Elena Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Uh, but she was apparently, uh, a Bond female lead at some point. She's the only one to uh, to have ever married James Bond, even though she died shortly after in, like, you know, the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't... But, like, reading about her, um, I had no idea that she had done so much. I didn't know anything about her. And my God, she was a babe. Yeah, in her Avengers days, like... Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say it. I don't. I mean, I guess she's most currently most well known for Game of Thrones, but but you know, she's yeah, had a she career. she had yeah. I was gonna say like exactly most currently like uh, that is what she's known for. And uh, like I was just looking at stuff where people had like the tweets and like you know you can see like one of the images of her from the seventies where uh, she was in her Avengers costume and um, <coughs> I think it was her Avengers costume. I don't really know. But uh, she, like it says, uh, it was Annette Deter, Deter. Oh my God, words are hard. Fuck it. Uh, it just says, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I would be who I am today without her. My biggest role model when I was little, a woman who could shoot and knew what she wanted. Nothing to be taken for granted in the late 70s. And also she was a fantastic act- actress. So yeah, that right there, the power of uh, actors and actresses to influence us, right? Mm-hmm. So... Big bucket of win. As Evan, As would, Evan say, would say. Big bucket of win. <laughs> yeah. So rest in peace. Um, and thank you for everything you, you provided to us, Diana Rigg. Okay. Moving on. Nope. I don't want these cookies. Okay. Sorry. I want cookies. Uh, I want real cookies, not internet cookies. Boo. Mm. Boo. Well, here's... Wait. Is this really... Oh, Chris, this is... Here, you talk about this because this means nothing to me. Here's your first look at the Console Wars TV series from Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Okay, Console Wars. Um, so, a couple things about this. Uh, I don't remember if I brought this up on the news on the show. It's been so long since we talked news, I don't remember what I've talked about already. So, first things first, the trailer came out for this show, Console Wars, which uh, is... An interesting thing because it's a book that I've read, and uh, I don't read a ton of books, but uh, 
I read a lot of books about video game history, and this book came highly recommended, and I read it, and it was enthralling. It was fascinating, because it wasn't a history book. It was told as a narrative. Hmm. So, like, this, this book is... It's effectively non-fiction, but it's told like it's a story instead of it being like, here's a bunch of things that happened. Like, it's the story of uh, Tom Kalinske, who... Basically, uh, Sega existed in America, and Nintendo owned the video game market in America, and Sega of Japan was like, you need to work for us, you need to run Sega of America, and we need to ta find a way to take on Nintendo. <coughs> and they did, and it's the story of all this crazy stuff that happened to get him into the job, and then what he did at the job, and it was it was a really fascinating book, and uh, I, I absolutely loved it, so when I heard that they were going to you know, somebody was going to make that into a movie, I was really excited because I thought that would make a really good movie. Mm. And then I heard that they were making it into a docu-series, and I was like, oh, well, that's not really the book. Um, and that kind of takes a lot of the fun out of the book because there's, like, there's a ton of video game docu-series now. Like, there's yeah. no shortage of them. I was just talking about one on the show of... <coughs> excuse me, a few weeks ago. Yeah. So... They've released this trailer, uh, including the show's logo, and the show's logo is directly ripped off of an existing YouTube channel Ugh. called Console Wars. Oh, no. Like, these guys have been around forever. They're not huge, but they're a decently... They're a decent-sized uh, YouTube channel, and before this trailer was released, if you Googled Console Wars, that's the first thing that came up. So there's no way they didn't know about this. It's not like CBS or whoever is doing this just was like... Because it's a pretty straightforward logo. It's writing the words Console Wars in Sega and Nintendo's fonts. Like, okay. But it's not like they just they did that without having an intern Google Console Wars real quick to see what came up. Like, they knew that channel existed. And they knew that they were going to get away with stealing their logo. And that's really, really crappy. So as much as I want to watch this thing, just because I want to watch most things related to video game history that, that, that come out, I'm humongously disappointed. And not only that it's a CBS All Access thing, that they stole the logo of a small YouTube channel to, to slap on their, um, their cover art or whatever, but also the fact that they turned it into a little, a little docu-series instead of making it into a movie and, uh, uh, with like like a narrative like the book is because it's a really good story and I think it would make a really interesting movie but alas here we are so it's like here's this bit of news but it's very bitter yeah I just I didn't feel too happy about it it's 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 a huge bummer because I I, I was just floored by this book I, I absolutely loved it and because I, I don't read a lot of novels it's just not my thing I read a lot of articles I read a lot of uh uh, history books uh, about video game history, and you know whenever they come out. But it's this was something. This was something different. This was something kind of special, and they just kind of sucked all the what made it special out, and just turned it into here's another documentary about the history of video games. Except it's just focusing on this one thing. Like, well, right. there is a lot of that out there now, and uh, and to do it in I, such a disrespectful and clearly derivative way is pretty shitty. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I it might still be good. I don't know. I haven't. I don't even know. Has it aired yet? I, actually, I feel like I don't remember if I've heard people talking about it or not. But I feel I like you'd know if it, it had been on. You know. I I mean I feel like Chris yeah, I might. Know. I don't know. Exactly. I feel like Chris would know. Not like September twenty third. So yeah. Yeah, it came out. I remember that now. I I remember people talking about it, but nobody's talking about it anymore. So clearly it didn't make much of a splash. Of course, the fact that it was on CBS All Access is probably a huge part of the fact that almost nobody I know has seen it or is talking about it, because who the hell's watching CBS All Access? Nobody. Star Trek nerds. Yeah. Not even all of them. I'm a Star Trek nerd. I ain't watching it. <laughs> I didn't say all Star Trek nerds, yeah. but if you're watching it, chances are you're a Star Trek nerd. Um, yeah, I'm going to use this as a it. segue to also talk about, because we keep bringing up CBS <coughs> stuff, CBS All Access is to rebrand as Paramount Plus early next year. So... <laughs> Don't worry, guys. There was already there was already a streaming network that has already died that had the Paramount name on it, wasn't there? A couple of years ago. Oh God, I think you might be right. Yeah, I think I am right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I. I forgot all about that. I am. I think it's a better. I think it's a better look than CBS. You know, I see. If I didn't know it was CBS All Access, if I looked at, you have the option to get CBS All Access. Fuck no, I hate CBS. CBS can kiss my butt. Or Paramount something. Well, all right, I'll take that for free for six months because, you know, Paramount makes some pretty good movies from time to time, right? And also what it looks like in this article, guys, if anybody else, I don't know if you guys skimmed or read this, but it the thing that really caught my eye was that um, it says, with the rebrand and the addition of library shows from BET, CBS, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and more from the Paramount, Paramount Pictures vault, uh, Paramount Plus will offer up to 30,000 episodes and films. So they're incorporating, um, like, like I love Nickelodeon stuff. So they're incorporating yeah. aspects of other things. Like, I think there are, MTV has been coming up a weird amount in my conversations in my life right now. I don't know why. Um, but I, I feel as though there are people who are going to be excited to be able to watch this MTV content, this Comedy Central content, and this Nickelodeon content all in one place if they don't have a way to get it already. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they're going to really raid the MTV vault and get weird stuff like the Max and Liquid Television on there, yeah. like that would and be amazing. And, yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to see... You know, one of the things that they did mention, uh, they haven't specified about those things, but one thing they did say that is going to be there uh, is they're doing MTV's Behind the Music. Um, they're doing a reboot. So it says they're rebooting uh, The Vault from the past 40 years for a unique and intimate look at 40 biggest artists of all time through their voices and their eyes. Um, they're going to have a spy drama called Lioness. They're going to have a thing called The Offer. Um the Real Criminal Minds, a docuseries based on the hit TV series, uh, and The Game, which is not something I'm familiar with, but I don't know. But you just lost the game. But apparently I just lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't fucking, I don't know what this is. But the, I mean, that's some of the content. She's too young. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. You lost the game. Don't worry about it. <sighs> the Game of Life. I always lose. I'm such, a, you know, moving on. Anyway, uh, Theater Mania, the Macy's Day Parade. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is this is weird. I mean, I'm glad they're still doing it, 
It kinda. They're uh, <laughs> they're modifying the Thanksgiving Day Parade to be for TV only. No spectators allowed. The balloons are going to be pulled by trucks. They're not going to have any of the bands, <coughs> like the high school bands and cheerleaders. And uh, um, not cheerleaders. Yeah, cheerleaders. They yeah, like cheerleaders. performers and yeah. Um, everything. Every well, I think their main thing behind not having the high school bands and stuff is because they are not having anyone under 18 yes but also 75 um, percent fewer participants than usual i i yeah that's that's huge i don't know what this is gonna look like that's a well i feel like a lot <laughs> i mean a, a huge amount of the participants is two groups bands marching bands and balloon wranglers you're right you're right and they're not gonna have either of those so that's gonna be that's going to be a huge chunk of That's it. at least 50% right there. Yeah. And then you get, like, the other groups of, like, well, here's just a, a parade of uh, these guys. The They own the Jim Bob's Hardware Store in Red Bank, and they came out here to New York, and they're carrying a banner, and there's 65 people here, mm. and they're just going to do a thing. There's a bunch of weird stuff like that in there. So I I'm feel like it's not going to look too different for us at home. I do, yeah. I mean... It's all going to be in Herald Square instead of like marching down the the street. Um, I my wonder is whether or not they're going to have any of the Broadway performances. It doesn't specify in here, although details may have been released since this article was put up a couple of weeks ago. But I know nobody else cares. But that was one of my favorite parts of the parade, and if they're not going to have it, I'm going to be really sad. And I feel like the people, the performers like are just sitting at home going please let me do something mm. yeah wouldn't it be great to have a safe way of doing some kind of a i mean if they're doing these like things like the west wing revival where they had them all t- tested ahead of time and like they wore you know ppe while they were rehearsing and everything like can we figure out something some way of having some live performances and some joy in our lives <laughs> Yeah. So then, well, I will say I was going to ask, like, um, you guys are still watched then, I guess, on the regular. The parade? What I gather. Yeah. Every year. God, every year. Okay. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't watched a Macy's Day Parade in probably 10 years or more. Well, Uh, that's because you have no soul. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I, I just. Shouldn't have made that deal with that Crossroads demon, girl listen there you know how they seal it with a kiss and damn do they kiss well some of them okay god um just flashing back to bobby making deals with crowley and (laughs) but that's not what we're here for okay so for those of you who don't get it sometimes the the crossroads demons make you make out with them sometimes they just do a handshake sometimes it's just an agreement and then it's done it really depends on the demon but it's just god it's so much fun um anyway parade yeah so this parade like i i gotta be honest i haven't watched one in like at least 10 years and it's not it's not on purpose guys it's it's seriously just the fact that like I have either not been in the situation, not had access to public television and didn't didn't realize I could stream it or like I don't even know. You know, I haven't had a, a Thanksgiving with my actual family in a very long time and they were always the ones who kind of kept that tradition going. And um yeah, I feel like 
this is not the year for me to try and get back into it, to be honest. But maybe I should just to support. I don't know. I'm definitely, like, interested to see how different it looks from our perspective this year. Um, I mean, we don't, all, like, we watched it before we had kids, but we certainly watch it, <coughs> definitely watch it now because we have kids and they get a kick out of the balloons and the dancing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, we, we I never watched it growing up, and every time you know, ever since we got married, we're like Macy's Parade, let's make stuffing and watch the parade. Like, I feel like the parade just kind of became this little tradition the two of us. And I, I love I find a good it, spectacle. I find it really nice. And parades and, falls in that, you know. Yeah. In that niche. It's weirdly nostalgic to me because it's like. It's got that very nostalgic feeling to it, even though I don't have any actual nostalgia for it. It's it's a it's a weird little thing, but I absolutely love it, and uh, I'm I'm glad it's something that we do. Yeah, I think it's nice if you have that as a tradition, and and I don't think Evan and I have reached a point yet where we're starting any holiday traditions because our holidays are really wonky right now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. You know, this year I think it's just going to be the two of us, so it might be a nice time to to give it a shot. And I also checked, and I did not see any new updates. So, uh, yeah, anybody else who's out there listening, if you're also a fan of the Macy's Day Parade, please let us know if you hear anything. Okay. So the next thing I have is the new trailer for The Mandalorian. Baby Yoda! So many tingles. I got so Mm. excited. (laughs) But I'm also, very excited to watch that again. I do. You guys remember the last time we talked about this though? Like th- it was kind of we were kind of like meh about it. Like we liked it, but we felt like it wasn't. You know, it, it there, there were some. I don't know. It wasn't like it was great. It wasn't flawless. It it yeah. got it got way overblown. Yeah. Like no no this is seriously this is the greatest Star Wars that's ever been done. this is the best everything is perfect I'm like well all right let's rein it in a little bit it's really good TV and it was very fun there was some wasted time it was yeah. it wasn't perfect yeah but damn if I didn't enjoy the hell out of it and the zeitgeist seems to have calmed down quite a bit so I'm hoping um, that it will you know continue to do well but i did feel like i was kind of like oh god you know i felt like this was just so hyped and i i enjoyed it but like you guys know i'm not i'm not hard for star wars like chris (laughs) i'd say few are but that's not true (laughs) no it's not but i would say you are among some of the uh most dedicated if you will that i am i am quite uh, yeah, I'm into Star Wars. I, I like Star Wars quite a bit, and uh, I really enjoyed this show. I really did. But I just, I also remember. I just, people were so happy, like gleefully foaming at the mouth to trash the new Star Wars movies. Just like, man, they were so bad. They're the worst. Like, okay, take a step back there. As Dennis Leary said, pull that truck over to the side of the pretentiousness turnpike and rewatch <laughs> the prequels. Because as bad as you think these are, I promise you they are at least watchable. And two of the three of the prequels are complete turds. Yeah. So when this came out and like, no, man, those new movies are trash. They're the worst thing since the fucking Holocaust. Ugh. They're absolute garbage. They're just, they're offensive in every way. I hate them with every fiber of my being. The Mandalorian is God. It's the 
greatest thing since sliced toast. And it's like, yo, calm the fuck down. Mandalorian was good, but it's not even... It's not even the best work that this guy's done. Like, with Dave Filoni's Star Wars stuff, it's not even his best work. Like, settle down. It's amazing, and I'm sure it's only going to get better. But, uh, you know, Star Wars is fun, man. Let's just have some fun with it instead of being so angry all the damn time. Yeah. Yeah, this was, uh... But there's no, there's things. no new Star Wars movies out right now. Right. This is all there is. So I feel like there's going to be a whole lot less. Of course, there's definitely going to be the second it comes out. Better than the sequels. Yeah. Because that, just... there are people just waiting, like salivating to type that on any comment thread that they can throw it on. I just but am for curious, the most part, like, do you think there's going to be as much hype? Like Because that was the thing. I felt like it was so very, very hyped. And now I'm just kind of like, all right, this is cool. But like, is it is it... Is it going to be like? I feel like it might be as hyped because people really, really, really need something to latch onto right now. Oh yeah, people people need new TV, and I mean I've seen a lot of hype going around for this, so I I think this is yeah going to be just it's going to do just fine. All right, nerds, you hype it up and you enjoy yourselves. You've earned this. Just don't be hateful, please. Um, okay. So here's the next thing. Are we ready for the next thing? I am. Marvel's WandaVision confirmed to debut in 2020. <laughs> which I feel like that's a lie. I feel like it's going to debut in like 2021, not 2020. But it says it's on schedule. It's running out of time, but. <laughs> Boy, remember that? Did you see that trailer? I don't know what this show is about, but I am into it. <laughs> I am <laughs> all in on whatever weirdness they're going to throw at us. And all the other stuff that we've been hearing about with the MCU of like. Maybe Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield are going to be Spider-Man 2, and they're going to do some multiverse stuff with Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Like, MCU's going to get weird, and I'm yeah. really excited for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, and so they said cool. that MCU is like direct, uh, no, I'm sorry, not MCU. WandaVision is supposed to be like directly tied into the next uh, Doctor <coughs> Strange film, too. So. Yeah, they're not they're not pulling any punches with this TV stuff anymore like where Shield was like is it part of the MCU? Well, it was, but now it's not. And yeah. Like now they're not pulling any of that anymore. These Disney Plus shows are 100% MCU mm-hmm. and that is ridiculously exciting to me. Oh. So. Yeah. And for us to get any MCU this year at this point is like, yes, okay, God, whatever, I don't care. Like, make it Ant-Man doing his laundry and I'll watch it. I don't care. Yeah, that sounds great. I'd watch Paul Rudd do laundry. (laughs) So, yeah, this is, uh, guys, I'm so excited. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. And I, this, yes, 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 yes. I'm just ready. My body is ready. And I'm also really interested to see, because in the trailer, they, they immediately started showing you stuff like how did i get here so like it's they're not messing around with any wackiness of like this is going to be in the past or something like this is definitely after vision died so i am really excited to find out where this goes because we haven't had really anything post uh uh end game yeah post end game with the exception of uh what was it spider-man um Far from home, yeah. yes, far from home, and that was just like that was some Spider-Man brief wrap up stuff, you know. That was like it was it wasn't really like here's a proper taste of the world. It's like here's a little bit of it, but mm-hmm. how does it? Where's everybody else? You know, in 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 the wake of the loss of all these 
important characters. Like I'm, I'm so excited to see where this goes. Yeah. And I loved that the break happened the way that it did. It maybe it's it's gone on a little bit too long because of COVID, but I just liked that. MCU kind of took a break so that Star Wars could Star War, mm. and then like, okay, we did a lot of MCU for a lot of years, and so we're we're just gonna chill, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna come back hard, and we've got a whole bunch of new directions to take things in, and some new characters to kind of replace the ones that are all uh, dead now, and <laughs> I'm just I'm over the moon. I can't wait. Yeah, and I'm. I- I'm like I haven't watched the trailer in a minute but like I remember the exact thing that you just described where it was like we know Vision died how did this happen like I'm so ready to find out yeah I mean Vision's a pretty powerful character so yeah maybe Thanos killed him but um, or maybe he died but I mean did he die like Mm -hmm. what does that mean that he died Mm -hmm. I think I think more what's more exciting to me is not necessarily the power of of vision but the power of wanda because she's she's absurdly powerful her her abilities are just like out of control and they don't really touch on a lot of that stuff in the movies right so if this could just be her like manifesting him back into like just surely willing him back into existence she could do that folks she could no more mutants man like maybe that's oh wouldn't it be cool if that's how they brought the x-men into the mcu is like the complete opposite of no more mutants where wanda just decides to invent them oh my god that would be crazy (laughs) my uh our kids have have been into lately like mommy what's your favorite superhero and or if you were superhero who would you be and, like, I don't really have an answer to that question, but based on power set, I guess I'd say Wanda, because she's pretty damn powerful. Mm. So I tell them Scow- Scarlet Witch, and they've never, they they haven't gotten that deep into the MCU yet, and they're like, we're not impressed because we don't know who that is. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you will be someday, you yes. little brats. She's <laughs> not the easiest character to, like, kidify, you know? Like, yeah. what are her powers? Everything. probability yeah, uh, like. i believe her powers are listed as probability like how do you how do you make that cool like no he shoots lasers out of his hands like yeah all right she she can like manipulate red stuff that that's kind of cool but it looks neat in the movies but it's like when you really get into the nitty-gritty of what exactly can she do it's like well kind of whatever she wants exactly that's weird yeah yeah, but I'm like I I just I'm so excited to see how this goes because I wanted more of her in the films to begin with and um, <coughs> I loved the chemistry between her and Vision so like I just I'm really I am I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I want more than anything for them to find a way to bring her brother back. Yeah, yeah. He was so good, man. Yeah, and like I'm sure that actor wants that too. Yeah, oh, that would be I, I that would be great. That would just be great. What you didn't see that coming? Hello, he was so Hello, good, Marvel, and that was the listening? right move. It was the right move for the movie. No, no, no doubt that was the right move for the movie. That they had to kill somebody there, and and making it him was just it was the perfectly gut wrenching thing. But it still made me very sad, and I want I want Quicksilver back in the MCU. I, the mm-hmm. MCU doesn't have a freaking speedster, right? Like they just don't have one. Yeah. So so bring, bring it back, him back. Damn it. He he was so good in that role, and having him be back would be very nice. Especially if they're going to start, if they're going to start incorporating X Men into, into the MCU, and we've got Wanda and Peter, and 
know, all right, so where's Magneto? Like, how are they going to... What are we doing here? What are we doing? I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we will find out. So, Dear uh, Kevin Feige, please report to Chris Randazzo. Yeah, I want, <laughs> I want answers. You, know, you have all my trust. You have not let me down at all, but I want answers. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of getting answers, um, She-Hulk Disney Marvel Plus universe. series casts Tatiana Maslany in lead role. Just kidding. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so if any of you saw that this, this rumor uh it, it was it was just that it was a rumor it's not really happening she herself said that she has no idea and then looked back at the media and went hey guys why don't you tell me uh how the hell this happened because i certainly don't know um so yeah it's not a thing uh there's a bbc article that talks about it um, I, yeah. I cannot understand how this happened if it's not real because it's not like I put some like goofy blog s- source no, in the feed variety. for this story. It's Variety. <laughs> yeah. It was reported in Variety. Yeah. Variety doesn't get things wrong. Yeah, it was it was a very odd thing to see something like that develop and to have so such a, a name be reporting on it and then just be like, ha you're wrong. Um, but they were. So uh, or maybe they weren't. Maybe this is all an Internet hoax. I don't know. But it would have been great. So, you know. Yeah, she's a great she's a great casting idea for She-Hulk. I think she'd be really, really great at the role. And I just love a She-Hulk show, honestly. So. Um. Well, I mean, that's happening. That's not that's not in question. They announced the She-Hulk show is happening. They just haven't announced any casting for it yet. But that's so. the thing. They they announced an Avatar show too, and you know. Well, that's kind of a different... I feel like that's a different animal. <laughs> I know. It's just, you know, the things I get excited for. I, I'm trying I'm trying to curb my enthusiasm until uh, I have real information about these things. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Can we just put humming as an episode title? Um, Supergirl is ending... After six seasons on the CW, according to comicbook.com. So, were either of you watching any of this? Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did like it, and we didn't give it up for any like particular reason, except we just kind of gave the, all of the Arrowverse up. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of fell out of it. Due to lack of time yeah. and lack of interest. It was bad. just wasn't good enough to demand our time anymore. And I, I have to say, I, I never really got into it. Um, I do, I do hate reading names. I'm tired of saying her name, uh, people's names, and saying them probably horribly wrong today. But uh, the star Melissa Ben Benoit, Benoit, Ben what? Benoit, Benoit. Yeah, that too. You know, that S doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So Melissa Benoit, I, I know her from now Supergirl and Glee. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I really like her as an actress, and I think it's she's been a great Supergirl from what I've seen. I just kind of fell off all of the superhero-y TV shows. I think I just kind of got burnt out on them, uh, and then I, I think the world did. Yeah, yeah. The CW verse was a uh, was pretty fun for a while, but it kind of fell into a hole of kind of doing the same thing over and over again. And yeah, it's like there was a lot of cool stuff there, but it's. Uh, when you compare 
that that that's longevity to something like the MCU or whatever. It's like I, I don't know. It became less interesting for me. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, I I really enjoyed Supergirl, but I couldn't have given less of a crap about uh, James Olsen. Yeah, that ridiculous reinvention of that character and. I couldn't, uh, once Wynn was gone, like, okay, but this iteration of Brainiac is just not fun or funny, and Wynn was who I was there for. Like, what was it, a, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Left Flash? Uh, Cisco? The whole reason, Cisco left Flash at one point, like, yeah. well, that was 90% of the reason I watched this darn show. Like, yeah, same. It all just kind of started to fall apart a bit, and... Yeah, and I, I I will say if you put one of these shows on in front of me, I will watch it. There's it's like you guys said, it's not necessarily that there was anything that turned you off of it, it's just that it didn't hold your attention. <coughs> and when there's so much out there already, I, I think they they just have to do better and it's good. I, you listen, honestly, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I think 5 to 6 seasons of any of these TV shows is considered highly successful because there's yeah. a lot of them and there's a lot going on. Uh so I, I really, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry for those of you, if you were a huge Supergirl fan, I'm sorry to see it end. I hope that the show has been good for you because I have really haven't watched much past like the first season and some of the second season and then bits and pieces of everything after that. Apparently John Cryer is an excellent Lex Luthor. Also like props to this show for bringing us uh, probably the best on-screen Superman I've seen in a long time. Yeah. That dude who played Superman in these Supergirl episodes was out of control good. Like, mm-hmm. dude nailed Superman. Like, yeah. he had that personality, and especially in sharp contrast to the unfortunate um, Brandon Routh, uh, not Brandon Routh, Henry Cavill, uh, Henry Cavill situation. Because, mm-hmm. like, man, that dude's a damn delight. We watched, what was that, Enola Holmes on Netflix? Yes. Man, he's great. He's just great. I wish they'd let him just be Superman instead yeah. of brooding Superman. Like, yep. let the dude be Superman. You know, hopeful and yes. good and rescuing people. Like, ah, man, oh, I can't wait for that whole... The <laughs> What's it called? The Snyder Cut the Land. I'm oh, so God. excited to watch that train wreck. <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah, it's definitely a thing I feel the same about. I uh, I really thought that he was going to be a great, great choice for Superman and then Snyder. So fuck you, Zack Snyder. Anyway, I think he is a great choice for Superman, and maybe we'll maybe we'll get that someday, right? Because <laughs> what's his name, Ezra Miller, is still moving forward with uh, the Flash stuff. Yeah, and I mean, who who the heck knows? He yeah. was he was very entertaining as Flash, I and that was him. I think that was the last piece I saw of any of the CW verse stuff was when he showed up in um, at the end of the whole uh, crisis, crisis thing. Yeah, the Infinite Earth, and it was him talking to. Uh, Grant Gustin's Flash, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was outstanding. Like yeah. way to way to bring a Hollywood actor into this to to tie together those two universes. Like that was really really cool. Um, and and he was one of the few things I I genuinely did like about that movie. It's kind of like going back to the old awful Fantastic Four movies. Like they're trash, but you know what was great? Johnny Storm, <laughs> Chris <laughs> whoa, Evans. Whoa whoa whoa! And- they're not that bad. Yes, they are. They are not. 
No. We watched them recently on our Chris Evans movie marathon. Hashtag we love you, Chris Evans. And I cannot tell you enough how much I actually enjoyed those movies. I oh, The god-awful wig in the second one, though. Please know, like, what is it with them and Sue Storm and wigs? It, it, she was fine. Jessica Alba was fine. Anyway, the point is, I actually found those movies quite entertaining and uh, I'm not saying they're not entertaining. I'm saying they're, they're not bad. that bad. They're not. They're campy. They're comic book movies for what they were at that time. I think they were great. I really do. I would defend them over the Catwoman, Halle Berry movie. Any oh day. God, they're not in that realm. They're okay. watchable, but I mean, <laughs> those 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 movies ceased to exist as anything, any sort of entertainment after I watched. Uh, have you seen them with riff tracks? No. Oh my God! That's some of the best riff tracks there is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Watch the, the first Fantastic Four with riff tracks. Oh it's God. one of the funniest ones, like next to Twilight. It is. It is that good, man. <laughs> But that's the thing. After I watched it with Riff Tracks, like, well, this is really the only way I can watch this now because this is what this is. This is. We should do that. We should. I'd love to. (laughs) Riff Tracks makes this watchable. It it really does. I don't know, man. Those those they got problems. They're they're they are way more entertaining than Catwoman or uh, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four or anything like that. Or I'd willing to bet money that they're better movies than Fanforstic, which I've just refused to watch. I've never seen it, but I'm, I'm never going to. Stick it to. up your ass. Yeah, that gets Oof. gets an enthusiastic no thank you from me. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, that I thought yeah, was bad. I, I I don't know, man. That that's the thing. Like the, it, bad movies with good things in it. Like the whole everything that involved thing, with the exception of his ridiculous makeup and Johnny Storm together. Like those two had that chemistry. Like yeah. those two had those two characters down yeah and that was great i would agree there was like so much almost great in those movies but you know god dr doom just that's not dr doom (laughs) that's you're almost there like my friend sean when we saw uh, rise the silver surfer in the theater he's just like well they got one thing right about dr doom is that he's all balls all the time Mm. it's just like cosmic power yeah give it to me i can do that Whatever. <laughs> they didn't even think twice about stealing Silver Surfer's board because that's what Doctor Doom would do. But outside of that, it's just like, yeah, not quite. <laughs> We're there, but you're not quite there. Well, I don't know as much about Fantastic Four, so I'm going to trust your judgment on that. But I will still defend those movies and say that I enjoyed them, and I do think they're good, at least good entertainment, even if they're not good films. They are very fun. They are... <laughs> Better than Secret of the Ooze. Oh, God in heaven. (laughs) I made the unfortunate mistake of watching Ninja Turtles 2 with the kids, and I used to love that movie, and I should have left that one in my memories, because boy, oh boy, that one did not hold up. But that's neither here nor there. Well, now shifting from DC back to Marvel, jumping into that MCU goodness... Samuel L. Jackson <coughs> returning to the MCU. Yes, please. For Nick Fury Disney Plus show. Give it to me. Tell me more. I will take all of the that. Yes, please. Pile on more of that. Here's the thing that bugs me. Like, John Boyega at one point was like, somebody asked him in an interview, like, would you do a Disney Plus series? Like, following up on Finn's stories. Like, you're not going to Disney Plus me. No way, man. I'm a movie star. I'm like, no, no. Don't you do that. 
Disney Plus shit's awesome, okay? Like, that's really awesome. Don't don't you look down on those TV series. I want a Finn TV series. If it's good enough for Samuel L. Jackson, it's good enough for you, John Boyega. <laughs> He's an awesome dude, by the way. He uh, sure is. I follow him on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, man, I just hope he... Uh, I hope if somebody contacts him and was like, yeah, we're going to do a whole like mini-series about Finn and Rose, and I'd be like, sign me up. I'm in. I'm all over that, like, stink on rice. <laughs> but yeah, no, Sam Jackson, the Nick Fury miniseries, especially knowing where he ended up. What was it? What was the movie where we saw him out in space? Like, uh, it's like, oh, so he's doing, oh, we're, we're heading towards S.W.O.R.D. now. This is exciting stuff. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want. <laughs> I want. Give me more of that. Um, well, I guess I will say that I'm looking forward to it but i have i i i don't think i have the same level of attachment to it as you guys do because you guys have watched so more so much more of the marvel content as far as like agents of shield and um having like attachments to more of the marvel stuff whereas i'm just like this is awesome i'll watch pretty much anything if samuel jackson is in it because i find him entertaining i think he's a great nick fury cool but i'm gonna be honest i think i'm just a little bit more excited for wandavision than i am for this but i'm still excited for this yeah i think i'm more excited for wandavision than that too oh i'm okay. just more excited because we're gonna get it sooner i'm like whatever i get now that's that's uh, that'll be good for me yeah that's fair that's a good point too well hopefully it'll be awesome uh i did not see anything about a release date other than it's it's happening um I know that, let me see, I'm skimming, skimming, skimming. Um, I know that they were talking a, a lot about ta- uh, mentioning things with uh, the Phase 4 movies coming and WandaVision, but um, all I know is that it's happening and, yeah, I don't see a date. So we'll see. Hopefully there'll be more news on that to follow. Um <laughs> back to dc <laughs> i love the flip-flops maybe next time we'll group all this so you can get your marvel and dc content in one bunch or maybe not who knows uh that requires too much organization dc comics is uh the, the james gunn is to direct the new suicide squad tv series starring john cena Ba-ba-da-ba. okay sorry anyway um so wait a minute children's book author john cena <laughs> it's true you guys he wrote a couple children's books and our son loves them they're about a friendly little monster truck named elbow grease <laughs> i love that you know that someone told me and He's... i was like i don't believe you and then he like sent me a link and i was like this is real i didn't know what they were about though it was basically just the fact that it was like he's listed as an author if you look him up online he is also credited as being an author yep he is, his name is very much on those books. Yes, it is. And, and the, they're, they're great. He's so in wholesome. the back there, you know, where they have on the back of the jacket where they have the author's picture and the mm-hmm. um, little blurb about them. <laughs> Inside the back cover of the book, there's an illustration of like two of the characters looking in the direction of where the author's picture would be. And it says like, uh, you know, it says author's, author's picture there, but all I see is a blank square. <laughs> <laughs> freaking adorable <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic so yes, 
children's book author John Cena is going to be in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, Neat. and he is going to be Peacemaker, evidently. Uh, and if you guys, you guys got to just click. It's a Nerdist article. Just click on it and look just to see the costume. It is freaking hilarious. And also, the quote that they had for this, where they describe it, was perfect. It says, Peacemaker first appeared in comics in 1966. He's described as loving peace so much that he's willing to kill for it. Which, of course, is so perfect for a Suicide Squad character. Like, I'm just, I'm so excited. And people... um, if you don't know James Gunn, he had directed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part of the excitement, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, hopefully. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a cool dude. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because that's like all I know him from. So I was just like, this sounds great. He did a great job with those movies. Hopefully he'll do great with this because I hated the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Well, he's doing the second Suicide Squad Suicide Squad movie too. Yes. Yep. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that comes out next year. I think so. Yeah. 2021, 2022, something like that. Um, they DC hired him after Marvel let him go for having said a bunch of you know made a bunch of crappy jokes like way back when, which was and then the internet was just like, but his movies are about once doing some like people who do some dumb shit and then become better people like. That's his story. That's the movies that make you a ton of money. He already apologized for this shit ages ago, like profusely. Yeah. And okay. Well, that's that, like, that whole cancel culture thing that we've talked about before on the mm-hmm. show. Um, this is this is sort of the thing that I've taken issue with is that I do feel that people have the ability to grow, and there is always. Um, something stupid that someone said somewhere and yes i understand that if you are a person who tends to be more in the spotlight you will be scrutinized more than you know any of those of us say on this podcast but it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be punished for your mistakes in such a an extreme way um depending on what the mistakes are like louis ck can go fuck himself forever but like Look at Robert Downey Jr. for crying out loud! Like, yeah. talk about somebody who turned their life around and became, you know, somewhat inspirational. Like, and and this you also, gotta allow for that shit to happen. And this also ties into the things we've talked about before too, where it's separating creators from their content. Uh, the easiest way I can do that <coughs> is just referring back again to the J.K. Rowling thing. I don't want to get into that because I think it makes people feel so hateful and angry and. I'm just saying, you know, I love what Harry Potter did for me. I love that series. I love the content that came out of that series. And I am forever grateful for that. And, you know, J.K. Rowling is a separate thing from that for me. And that is the thing about artists and their creations. And if James Gunn does a good job on Suicide Squad, which, by the way, I did look at the bottom of the article, it says... um, they're also making Peacemaker. So Peacemaker is uh, beginning production in early 2021, and Suicide Squad is set for release on August 6th, 2021. It seems like it is going <coughs> to be released on time as of this moment, and uh, this series, the Suicide Squad series, will then follow the second film. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I hope that, you know, if you are a person who is listening to this and um, you're... You, you like the Suicide Squad DC content uh, or you like John Cena because I fucking do. Uh, I really, I really hope that you guys will just give this a chance. Um, you know, give, give James Gunn a chance 
and give the show a chance too. He uh, also, you know, he's known for Guardians of the Galaxy, but he also uh, wrote Slither yeah, a long time yes, ago. Yes, yes. And yep. uh, a, and a really great obscure superhero movie called Super with Rain Wilson. In oh it. man, mm-hmm. that movie was nuts. Yeah, it was bonkers. So you know, I know of the movie Super, but I didn't watch it. I have seen Slither. It has our boy Nathan Fillion. Um, yeah, that <laughs> the movie was ridiculous. It was very good, but very bad, but very good. Uh, so yeah, definitely wraps right back around and gives itself a handshake. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully people will like it. But moving on, I'm trying to get through this. We're getting there, guys. Bear with us. Cobra Kai renewed for season four by Netflix, sets season three premiere date on streamer. Yay! This news from Deadline.com. So, there you go. You're getting more of your Cobra Kai. I know Evan's going to be excited about this. I should eventually catch up. Hopefully, I'll watch it by the time this freaking airs in January. Oh, by the way, January 8th, uh, season three. I am super excited. Uh, I'm also just a little little nervous. I I think I said last time we talked about this show on here was that uh, I think this show was brilliant. I think it needs to be very careful not to overstay its welcome. Mm. Um, As long as it continues to have a a story to tell... And it continues to tell it well, I'm good, but I was thinking like four seasons is probably where this show should wrap up. So I'm hoping it doesn't go for a fifth because I don't want this. I think this show is absolutely brilliant and I don't want it to turn to crap. Yeah. Net- like Netflix, Kid did. Netflix doesn't tend to be one, though, that is like, well, this is making money, so let's keep it going. Like they're they're good with letting their creators keep their content you know where they want it yeah um so we'll see what happens uh i i agree with what you're saying there as far as the netflix content so i'm i I know sometimes they prematurely end up with things being canceled Mm -hmm. so hopefully that doesn't happen either um but yeah we'll see where it goes uh anything else on that one before i jump into the next thing because i'm angry about it and i just kind of want to say it and then move on Mm mm-hmm no, we're good. Okay. So, guys, um, Cops resumes production after cancellation in wake of George Floyd's death. Mm-hmm. I am really angry about this. I don't really want to give it a lot of airtime or report on it that much other than to say, fuck you, Fox. Um, like, we didn't feel that way already. I know, but, but like... Yeah. Like, but nothing means anything. But And all I'm going to say is, like, listen, Fox Productions has like there are things that have come out of the fox production channel network etc whatever the fuck they are like good television shows that have actually come out of fox so fox in its entirety as a network to me is not always something that i'm just like fuck you too but in this case fuck you fox like seriously i'm just i can't i don't want to talk about it like you guys this is seriously this is a this is a fucking mistake and and maybe it won't be for your network but this is a mistake in my eyes and this is just infuriating and uh so if you guys want to say anything about it that's all i can say because otherwise i'm just going to start yelling and screaming i think you've covered it thoroughly let's move on thank you (laughs) fuck you fox anyway 
So something else uh, about Netflix. Yay, Netflix shocker. Glow canceled despite season four renewal. Um, I'm not yaying the fact that Glow is canceled. I'm actually quite sad about this. This bums me out supremely because I love this show. And it was getting an ending. Like, that was the thing. Like, okay, this this is a good show. It's a solid show. We appreciate it. So we're going to give it. You have this season to wrap it up. You can finish telling your story. Never mind. And just, yeah, I don't know if you how far you guys looked at this, but it is not a ratings thing. Um, no, it's like they're not... It's it, COVID. It, it's COVID. Like, okay, just wait longer. Right. What, what, what is it costing you to not do this right now? Like, stop. Just like, okay, you're not doing it right this moment. So do it when you can. Don't freaking cancel it after saying, sure, you can wrap this up. Now it's just going to sit on a cliffhanger for the rest of forever, and that's freaking horrible. Yeah, like, like, this is... It's just... Like, you have to... This is a show where close physical contact is necessary. You have to be within a very... The cast and crew, like, there really wasn't a way to do this where it's like oh no you can sort of keep your distance like they're wrestling they're going to be in each other's faces throwing each other around um and it's it's really to me just it's so sad i'm just i'm really sad to see this go yeah this Um, show is so high quality and it's like it's not just that it's a super high quality show it's like so it's such a quality woman-centric show right like there's woman writers and, and all sorts of stuff like this show is very good (laughs) it is good in like every conceivable way and the fact that it is just getting shit canned because of covid like continue to keep it on hold just delay it don't say no screw it this is just never gonna happen now yeah it just it seems like such a kick in the teeth it really does and i'm gonna say for those of you who like oh this is from uh, collider.com by the way but um for those of you who you know want to just listen to us talk about it and don't necessarily want to read these articles i there's not really much of an explanation in here as to why they decided not to just put it on hold. Um, basically, there's a, a section that refers to the fact that uh, the decision to change course and cancel GLOW came about as a result of the COVID-19 shutdown. The series had completed filming one episode when the shutdown began, and as productions are now beginning to resume, studios and networks are being forced to pinch pennies due to added costs and the delays that have ensued. And then they're talking about how, like, COVID should be a focus and that it's killed people and, you know, they were handed creative freedom, but there's a lot of shitty things happening that are bigger than this. And so this show is just not going to be a focus. And, like, it just breaks my heart because, like you said, I feel as though they're – it's Netflix. It's not like they're running out of friggin' money. They can wait. Like, this could wait. And I don't know if it's partially because the cast and crew are looking for other means of income because they have to and they can't afford to wait. Um, It does feel financial to me. Like, I would bet that since it had begun production, there's, like, contracts in place where they had to keep paying people to sit around and, like, be available for the show indefinitely. And, you know, there's some big names on this that, you know... They're not running out of money, but it's at a certain point they might be losing money by right. paying those people and you know keeping the show on hold. I know, um, just, which doesn't make uh, me any happier, but it explains it to me if that's the case, and that's just my speculation. I'm not blaming Netflix for anything or anything. I don't know what's going on. No, but that's, I will say though, go mm-hmm. ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, but that's exactly what I was referring to is, is just the fact that I, I do feel that this could be part of that. You know, it's like you said, contracts, availability, maybe they can't afford to wait. Um, but that's just the thing, I guess, to me, that sucks that like they couldn't be like, hey, it's COVID 2020. Go do what you need to do. Let's come back to this when things have been sorted out. And I think that's kind of just what breaks my heart is like, it's just not, it's just not going to happen now. Like there is nothing that even hinted at a possibility. It looks like they're really just letting it go. Yeah. um, I will link in the, in the feed for you guys, a really beautiful essay that Betty Gilpin, who played, uh, what's her face, the blonde one. Can't remember anything now. Uh, she wrote in Vanity Fair about just basically saying goodbye to the, the show as the best job she ever had. Aww. And it's just such a well-written little piece. Okay. Can we link that in our show notes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here. Here you go. Link. Okay. We'll we'll have that link for you guys in our show notes. So if uh, you were attached to Glow like we are, please feel free to give it a read. Um, okay. Moving on. Sad face. Uh, CBR.com reporting Lumberjane series feature special land at HBO Max. Uh, I have never read the Lumberjanes comic, but it is a comic. So this is a feature special that is based on the comic series. And um, apparently it's also going to be followed by a series. So uh, have either of you read this? I read the first volume. I was considering giving it to uh, my 12-year-old niece, and I wanted to read it and make sure it was okay before I gave it to her. And it was really, it was really fun. Okay. If you've watched the new She-Ra, it's that flavor. It's the yeah, same it's the creative. same creator, Noel Stevenson. Yeah. Um, the title is a Boom, uh, Boom Studios comic, and it is an Eisner Award winner. Which, uh, for anybody here who doesn't know what that is, it's basically like. A, one of the most prestigious awards you can get in comics. Um, so it's, I mean, it's its definitely something that I think people will like, hopefully. I don't know, maybe. It's not, like I said, it's not something I've ever read, so I really don't know much about it. But I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. So we'll see where it's it goes. It's enjoyable and snarky and funny and uh, very young adult, um, but also very, like, girl-centric. Mm-hmm. I don't there I mean there's like a rival group of not boy scouts but you know something mm-hmm. the equivalent of the lumberjanes mm-hmm. um but they're not like they're like ancillary characters it's mostly about this troop of girls and their leader and the leader of the camp or whatever and you know yeah girls do get it done <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, guys, I hope uh, if you're interested in it or know anything about it, you'll let us know what you think. Uh, Next up, the Marvelous Miss Maisel fan favorite will have larger role in season four. This brought to you by TV Line. Okay, take it away, anyone but me, since I don't have any real knowledge about this show since I suck and haven't watched it. Uh, there's going to be more Lenny Bruce in the next season. Oh, nice. is that- oh, is that who it is? Yeah. I didn't read the article because I kind of didn't want to spoil myself. I was assuming that it was going to be Zach Levi, but... Which okay. would be nice, but he's kind of gone. Oh. Um, his story wrapped up, so... Well, I could see... But, I mean, could- you could always bring somebody back, yeah. but... But they don't need to bring him back to for any kind of resolution. Um, mm. But, yeah, and I'm torn on this because I love 
this character on the show. I love his Lenny Bruce. I, I love the actor's portrayal of him. I love the chemistry between Lenny and Midge. But he is good in small doses and yeah. I don't want him to get overused and have me get sick of him. Yeah, I like the way he's been used very sparingly. Um, you know, he'd pop up in something and you'd be like, oh my god, it's Lenny! But he was only there for like a couple minutes and like a couple scenes and then he mm-hmm. was, you know... Yeah. You didn't, he was unexpected. If you know he's going to like be around all the time, he's not as much of a surprise and a treat. But then again, this show is extraordinarily well written. It yeah. hasn't let us down yet. So. No, I have I have faith. Yeah. I just have reservations. Yes, I also share your concerns. Yeah, well, I uh, still know nothing about the show, so cool. Good talk. You should watch it. It's great. I know. I should yeah, watch a you lot should, of things. Like quit all work that you do and yep. never sleep and just watch all the shows that we like. That's Clearly, true. that is the answer. Um, yeah, but you know, first you should finish Zoe's extraordinary playlist. I should do that. Listeners, do you hear this? Go to our Patreon. Make it happen. Let me quit my day job. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to just sit Let on the couch all day and eat bonbons. Keep our but day I job. Could. Quit our day jobs. <laughs> I could. Right? Probably not, Chris. He likes his day job. I actually I love what I do. I just do too much i try to cram what did somebody say i try to cram 11 hours worth of work into an eight hour day and then i end up working like 15 hours a day i don't know that's funny between homeschooling covid and working at home i try to some days i'm trying to cram a whole day of work into 45 minutes right (laughs) while my son's (laughs) taking math class yes um so yeah that's i wait oh my god did we finish the news are we done did it We did it. Are you still there, listeners? Hey, did guys, you, do you, you think that it? the news episodes will be shorter than the main episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Can you why, imagine this is my if fault. we tried to wrap this all up and like... Oh, my God. <laughs> this is what happens when you let me host, though. I don't shut up. Someone else needs to be in charge of this. You hear me, Evan? You hear me? I hope you like it <laughs> This is there. Evan's fault, all right? It's not yours. It's Evan's fault. It's all Pretty much. It's always Evan's Evan fault. Evan should have gone to the dentist eight years ago in the first place. <sighs> or at the very least, done it on a Wednesday. <laughs> 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 oh, I tried to get him to record. So for those of you who are listening and don't already know this, we typically record on a Tuesday. And I'm trying to get him to also record other podcasts on Wednesdays now. And man, the look on his face. If looks could kill, I'd be dead twice. <laughs> So, uh, hopefully you guys stuck with us. You've enjoyed all of this news. We talked about things you cared about, I would hope. And if we didn't, then, you know, shoot some articles our way. Tell us what you want to hear about. Um, I suck at searching for news, so most of this was uh, Chris and Karen. So, thank you for keeping this episode afloat. Um, On that note, Chris... That's our show. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Ah, oh, my teeth hurt! <laughs> Angie, where can people find you? <laughs> nursing Evan back to health on the couch. But otherwise, you can find me at A for Not on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. 
If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. If you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Angie. Well done, sir, and thank you. Now, for anyone who doesn't remember our homework, like myself usually, here it is. We're going to watch Schitt's Creek Season 2, Episode 2. So that's going to be what we're talking about next episode. Uh, Just a reminder, you guys, we are splitting up our episodes. So we have one episode that we talk about our main content, which is the show that we're watching and all other TV we're watching. And then our secondary episodes now will be about news, just like this one was tonight. So hopefully you guys liked and enjoyed this. Uh, Don't forget, you can leave us feedback. We do want to know what you want. So, you know, tell us, maybe, please. (laughs) share with someone make them tell us i don't know uh anyway that's it for us so from all of us here at this week's episode i'm angie i'm karen please vote i'm chris also vote and now i'm having my teeth hurt and yes we all say go vote have a good night everybody and this concludes our broadcast day